means seeing your flaws, accepting them, and realizing I can do better. So these are just a few thoughts to think about on this podcast. So welcome to Winning with Trevor. I appreciate your ears, your minds, and the time that you spend contemplating how you can be This is Trevor with Winning with Trevor, your no-bullshit guide to self-improvement where we don't sugarcoat the hardships in life with mere platitudes, but actually address things that are happening. Now, last week I did a recap about the interview I did with one of my friends, Ulrich, and we talked about what our own definitions of self-awareness was, the concept of duality, and how people can't necessarily be either self-aware or they're hypnotized, you know, they're a sheeple or they're in the know, how there's different gradients of that. So in the last podcast, I talked about in a similar way that some people are blind and maybe their hearing gets better or their sense of touch becomes more sensitized because one part of their senses is taken away, they focus on another. I made an analogy that self-awareness is cultivated in each person in a unique way in that aspect so that various people, when they're exposed to different circumstances, they may have you know, attune their self-awareness a little better, a little sharper to certain areas of life. Some people, as I talked about in the last podcast, may really be good at listening to other people, helping out with their problems, and so their self-awareness there is really great. We have what's called cognizant gaps, emotional intelligence gaps. Uh, Now, Ulrich's example of that was in Steve Jobs, how his extreme awareness of aesthetics imagine the perfect color of blue that people respond to in a way for the apple logo and things like that and we also talked about how he had severe social deficiencies in his work life as well as his home life so obviously his self-awareness didn't extend to that area so that was part of what we covered in the last podcast i expanded upon that and how i feel that Happiness isn't necessarily the cost of being a self-aware person. It's not always dualistic that you have to trade something to get something. Sacrifice isn't always necessary to achieve success. Speaking of which, one of the four maxims of this podcast is success. The next one is happiness. What is happiness? What does that mean? And the next is taking personal responsibility for who you are, the person you become, and the process of what you're doing. And then the last one is the focus for this series, self-awareness and all the different levels of that. Now today I have a guest on the podcast, Garrett Scott. He's a friend of mine and we've been talking about doing a podcast together. And so Garrett, why don't you just tell us a little about yourself, uh, where you're from and what Uh, you do. uh, Hi Trevor. Um, So yeah, this is is my first podcast. Anyways... Um, I'm from Irving, Texas, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I lived there until I was three years old. Where you spent a lot of time developing your humility. Correct. The Cowboys were good then. Um, I moved to Austin when I was maybe four, and uh, I've been in Austin ever since. Grew up in South Austin, had a bunch of friends, 78749, represent. There's not a whole lot about me as far as my backstory, that's interesting. You know, it's like if you know me, you like me, but if you if yeah. you know me, you also hate me. So like every good band, right, right, exactly. Everybody has a good hit. Everybody has a bad one. So is that right? That's me in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Okay. Well, I guess that concludes our podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things you said today that uh, actually really surprised me because I had no idea, is that you said that you actually listen to uh, all the podcasts that I've released, and you listen to it while you work, uh, blocking out the annoying but gratifying sounds of other people. And I was just really curious about that, because I didn't realize that some... I knew I had listeners, because this podcast has gotten uh, a lot of listens in a short amount of time. I didn't expect it to be popular, because I've done no advertising for it. Just talked about real talk, no bullshit. And so the fact that someone I know is one of the listeners of the podcast is actually quite a surprise to me. But apparently you find it enjoyable, and I find that really cool. And I'd just like to hear some of your thoughts on what 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 brought you to that. I guess you, you saw a post about it, and you started listening to it, and uh, what kept you listening? Right, okay, so um, Trevor, Trevor Goodchild, Trevor Goodchild Industries, he 
posted something on Facebook about the fact that he's doing a podcast. Well, I listened to it, and obviously, I think uh, I've explained it to a couple people. Trevor's ability to speak is different than other people. How do I explain it? Okay, so Trevor likes to rap, so he can go from one subject to another seamlessly than other people. Say you're talking about beer. Well, you can go from beer to computers very quickly and sort of piece it together and make sense of the two as being two relatable topics. So, in a way, it's hard not to hard not to listen. You know what I'm saying? It's hard not to listen to you because the fact that you just keep talking and it's you're like what what is he going to say next? It, it may be stupid. It may be something that like you don't really agree on, but you know, it's like listening to a morning show. You don't you don't necessarily like everything that you hear. Like Dudley and Bob and Kelby. Well, I don't like Dudley and Bob. <laughs> but like say like Bobby Bones. Say Bobby Bones. Like Bobby Bones is superficial. Very superficial. Thanks for the comparison. Loves to talk about himself. But, but has a lot of good content. Really good content. So within the thirty minutes or the hour or whatever that you provide, I'm sure there's 10, 11 minutes of good content that like you can take away and, and, and remember and maybe even relate to or sort of, I don't know, like take with you and to be like, I can use this within, you know, my own life. But, you know, I listen because I think it's good content at least and like in some pieces but yeah it's good well I appreciate that feedback yeah. one of the things it's hard to gauge uh, when you're in the echo chamber of your own thoughts is how it actually sounds I mean the most talented musician you know Kendrick Lamar could listen to his own song 5,000 times and hate it and someone else can say wow that's dope but he wouldn't have that perspective because he hears it so much it's hard to really get a perspective on your own work we are our own harshest critic so I appreciate that what are some of the topics you've enjoyed if you can think of any if you can't that's fine oh man um, I've, I've, I've drank since then so I've, I've, I've drank since then so I've, I've, I've drank since then so it'd be hard to sort of nail down specific topics however um, I did listen to um, your interview with Ulrich in depth certain things that Ulrich said sort of resonated with me. Ulrich is like, this is not racist. <laughs> Says every white person before they say something racist. Ulrich is like, who's that astrophysicist? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yes. He is our Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, I don't know Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I know Ulrich. You know what I'm saying? And he belongs to you? He doesn't belong to me. Ulrich. Ulrich, you don't belong to me. <laughs> Even me and Trevor mentioned that, I, should I refer to you as Trevor, or should I refer to you as you and me? You and I? Okay, I don't give a good goddamn. Just okay. fucking talk, boy. Anyways, you you and I know, know Ulrich, and Ulrich is a really smart dude. Yes, he is. To us. Now, Ulrich... You'll say, Ulrich, you're a really smart dude, and he's like, no. I'm not very smart. But circling back, he's our Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. I love him. Yes, many people do. So, of the topics, which is what the question was, uh, what kind of topics have you listened to so far that have really interested you? What kind of stuff do you find yourself thinking about later, or any things that have, you know, kind of, kind of lingered and made you reflect? about life or self-awareness you said when we were discussing doing the podcast before that you do have a view on self-awareness and it is something that you've thought about in one of your podcasts you mentioned something about how you know if you run into somebody and they're negative or you're having a negative conversation with somebody 
and you're like, why are they being so negative? What can you do to have a positive spin on said conversation? There's nothing you can do. You can do. However, you saying the fact that you're going to be positive and that you're going to take a positive spin out of the fact that you had a negative conversation with somebody, I mean, I don't know if that's the exact sort of topic that you had. However, I listen all the time, so I I would have to listen back. Oh, it's fine. We're not looking for quotes. I'm just curious. It's It's interesting because, you know, I go through life, And I meet different people, whether it's people at coffee shops, at stores that I go to, walking by bus stops. It doesn't matter, right? We're always interacting with so many different types of people. And sometimes we go in completely innocent. We say something we think is just a regular comment. Someone takes it the wrong way, or they already had a shitty day. And so now they're looking for someone to tell about their shitty day or blame for it. And then you all of a sudden are in the crosshairs of that shit. You're like, hold on. This ain't really my stuff. You're carrying this to me. I don't really want that. And the thing about stress that most people don't realize is it's voluntary. You know, we choose to feel it. We don't have to be stressed. I'm not saying that it's easy not to be, right? When I have all these things I have to take care of, a lot of times it, it, it adds up and it's like, wow, you know, I feel like it's FUBAR. What am I going to do? FML. Let me use another acronym. And, and, you know, but then you step outside of that and you say, you know what? I don't have to be this way. I'm choosing to feel stressed, but it's not solving anything. If you apply that thinking to other people, it helps. You can't change other people. Sometimes people will go crazy at you. I had someone on the phone the other night just yelling at me. Uh, you know, it's family stuff. I'm not going to go too deep into that. But I was very calm and very kind in response. It took a lot of willpower. I wanted to yell back, uh, especially when I was being insulted. But instead, I was calm, I was kind, and I expressed the boundaries that you have to kind of address. Because it's people trying to overstep, trying to say, hey, have some of my bullshit. Here, it's free. Buy one, get one free. You gotta say, hey, I don't want that shit. Give it yourself. Good luck. I'm not gonna curse you out. Good luck. You know, take it with you. Uh, she ended up texting later and apologizing for everything. Oh, it's a she. Oh, it's a she. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but, like you were saying, you're like, I don't want that. It's like, what if they're reaching out to you to vent? Like, people vent, Trevor. Yeah. Like, they vent. And, like, you're their outlet. Like, they're, they chose you as an outlet. Isn't that... Isn't that, like, somewhat of a positive spin, which is, like, like, they're being negative, correct? Yes. They're reaching out to you because they're pissed. Yes. Okay? Can't you, as a self-help motivator, podcast, podcast, take that and run with it and be like, listen, I'm Trevor. I'm awesome. I'm going to help you self-help yourself. They're going to say... You sound like an arrogant piece How dare you say I'm awesome when you're trying to help me out? No, no, no. You don't is, know what this... my story is. Let me tell you where I come from. Back, back in my day. Back, back in my day. Back, back in my day. No, I mean, I think you, you have a point. And after helping them, I can say that I want to thank my mother and God for this Oscar. But I think that really it comes down to like what you can gauge is someone's receptivity. Right? A lot of times... You're right on this point about venting. A lot of times, you don't want to give advice to someone that's just angry because you try to give advice to them and they feel like you're stopping them from getting this emotion out and they just become angrier. And if you're like, hey, you know, you could choose not to be so pissed off right now. F you, right? It doesn't really always work that way. If they're receptive and they show some signal that they're asking for help, yeah, if there's that open door. But a lot of times, people are just mad. And, you know, like... Kind of the stuff they teach you if you work at call centers. They say, let the customer vent. Let it get it out. Then rephrase what they've stated to show that you've listened. And then offer a resolution. That works with friends, too. I mean, it works. Uh, there is a point, though, that after repeated times, it just becomes a form of verbal abuse. 
if someone takes advantage of your receptivity to listen to their angry shouting. So there comes a time when you have to say, okay, I've heard you out. I'm sorry you're upset, but enough is enough. I respect my feelings as well as yours. And if you're willing to meet me halfway with mutual respect, we can continue this conversation. That sounds like a conversation you've had before. Yes. Um, now, in retrospect to what you said about um, advice, giving advice, yeah. Um, I've had this conversation tons of times, which is, Charles, you're not giving not advice. Giving you're advice. giving, your, giving opinion. your opinion. So when you're telling them something, it's your opinion that they should do this. However, it's your opinion that you should do that. If they want to take that and use it, that's fine. But however, however, you're not telling them to do that. Like, you're not advising them to do this. It's simply a opinion. Opinion. You're offering a yeah. suggestion of what may help them yeah. according to how you. I don't you like the, the word advice. I think it's stupid. We're going to start a new podcast called Stupid Advice featuring <laughs> Garrett Scott. What are you drinking there? What are you drinking there? This is coconut water full of electrolytes trying to heal from being sick. Another reason why I didn't release a podcast so soon after Ulrich's interview, unfortunately. Apologies to my listeners. Uh, as I was recovering from this insane sickness, I don't know what was going on if they're biologically testing warfare on Austin, raining it down on us, but uh, I was sick without contact with anyone else. It was you said bad. it was gonorrhea? I uh, was wondering what you had last weekend that kept you home. <laughs> but, so... It uh, it helps out. I've been eating, you know, soup, greens, electrolytes, and coconut water. But what is some good advice you've given someone that they've actually listened to you about? Or maybe you had a big fight about it. Tell me some juicy details. I've never given great advice. Okay, then how about suggestions? How about you tell me a good suggestion that you gave somebody that significantly changed someone's perspective or just the situation, just the situation they were in. well my mother actually was having some issues at work uh, she's a teacher and she had this one teacher that she was with at work that was constantly uh, being really negative to her and it was this real harsh back and forth and it's hard when you go to work and there's someone there all the time that's trying to bring you down it's hard to deal with that kind of stuff she's a teacher yeah and so there was another teacher who was kind of a know-it-all and kind of interface about stuff and kind of real negative and was always kind of seeking a reaction, like trying to provoke my mom, you know. And But these are both, you know, older women, and, you know, they're settled in their ways, and it was bringing my mom down. And so two things happened that kind of changed that dynamic and helped her out is she would tell me about this when we'd get together. We'd have lunch every now and then, catch up. And show me about this kind of stuff. And I said, look, one of the things uh, that's going on here is that this person is seeking a reaction. They, they want to see you respond so they can, you know, perpetuate this, this argument, this, this fighting. And they want to feed the fire. And the only way you can stop that, because you can't change other people. That's the thing. Even if you're, like, super nice and you really want to help, it doesn't matter how much great advice or great suggestions and even if it may really work nine out of ten times, you can give someone else. If they don't want to change, and they want to be an asshole or whatever, you can't stop that. They're going to do what they want to do. So you stop giving them power by stop allowing them to make you mad. You kind of realize it's kind of like they're a wounded animal, right? They're stuck in this emotional cycle. They can't get out of it. So what do you do? You don't feed that fire. And so I kind of gave her some advice on those lines to just kind of step outside of that duality of either feeling like you're hurt, like the victim, or being really angry and mad and yelling back just like she does, and just kind of step outside of that and say, you know what, uh, I may not agree, good luck, be on your way, I'm going to do my thing. And she took some of that advice, and it helped her out. The second thing was she read my ebook, uh, which you can get if you click on the website link for this podcast. Link, link. And it leads you to five tools for successful relationships. You enter your email, you get a free copy of the, the ebook. And one of the suggestions in the ebook talks about 
being proactive and how sometimes our friends are going through some shit and we don't realize that they're going through some shit because we didn't proactively reach out to check on them and just to say, hey, how you doing? So she started taking that advice. That was one of the tips in the book and helped rebuild some relationships with people that she knew. That's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. See, um, I spoke with Ulrich, and um, one of the things that um, he mentioned was the fact is you have a lot of great stories. You take those stories, you spin them positively, and they help people more than you know. Trevor, Trevor. Thanks for the uh, perspective and your point of view on that. I'll take that to heart. One of the important things, and I discussed some of this in the recap, uh, which the last podcast was, about Ulrich's interview. Ulrich and I don't agree on everything. And no, there's a no, lot of things. Probably we, nothing. No, we I, from actually, the last from the last podcast. <laughs> like he was like, "Did you did I answer your questions correctly, Trevor?" And you were like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> it did. He didn't say correctly. He's, I think he said completely. But uh, regardless, no, we actually did agree, and it, it ended on concurrence that without self awareness, uh, your life is definitely less than it could be. And so we definitely came to an agreement in that. He has his own way of getting to the points that he wants to make, which I respect. But in the recap podcast, which is the last one released, one of the points that I made, and Ulrich reminded me of this, is that it's always important to be receptive to other people. Now, don't be a slave to approval and, like, bow and scrape and, you know, don't feel good about yourself unless other people pat you on the back. That's called, like, codependent relationships, when really you should be nurturing interdependent relationships where you're both equally and mutually contributing. But being able to have that receptivity to another perspective, to just allow you to, you know, get a good view on stuff, helps out. I appreciate your perspective. However, get your damn hat off my record player. Sorry, Uh, bud. It's all right. You put it back one more time. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have some stuff not on the podcast. All this will be edited, right? No. Okay. Not this part. Damn. What would you like to hear? Uh, what would I like to hear? Yeah. What would you what, like to what hear? What I like to hear? As far as like, like upcoming podcasts, topics talked about, things that relate to self-awareness or stuff that's not. Stuff so, that, that's interesting to so you. So we're just being real. Yeah. We're just being just, real without microphones. I'm just, I'm just curious. We're just being real without got microphones. got two mics. All I need is All two mics. But like if the microphones weren't here, I think what I'd really like to hear would be... The fact I was thinking about it when I when I drove over here about how perception is is like seventy five to eighty five percent of like how people live their lives. So like I really really care about what my friends think about me. So like when I wasn't doing so well. Or, you know, I was didn't have the right job, or I wasn't didn't have a job. Like I didn't care what my family thought about me because my mom, my dad, everybody will love you unconditionally because obviously you you're in their family. However, having your friends and the way they perceive you is different it's like a barometer it's different yeah Yeah. barometer and then so like if you obtain like their approval in some ways you feel better and that makes you makes you feel better as a person Garrett I'm just gonna you know break your soliloquy for a second (laughs) with some real honest feedback to you what do you think of me I'm gonna I'm gonna give oh, great. some real, oh great, uncensored feedback. Great, I've no great. FCC here. No, everybody that I've talked to about you, oh, which has been everybody, a number of people. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, let me clarify that. Let me qualify that. Let me quantify that. People that we both know. Okay. I really, I'm curious, to be honest. Right. And I've talked to quite a few. Because given the fact that we used to work together, we know quite a few of the same people. Yeah, we have a circle, yeah. Right. So everybody that I've talked to 
about you. They all said they love you. All right. Well, guys. My number one question ever, is, ever. is how much are you paying them? And is it Bitcoin? <laughs> Here's the thing, Trevor. What's your blockchain? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I try to put on a very, very good face for people that aren't my family. Because your family can read the, bull- the bullshit. The bullshit. Yes. yes. So you bullshit all your friends is what no. you're saying. No, 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 no. All I'm saying is I put on the best one. Your best foot forward. Yeah. And so I put in all my energy towards my friends. And Charlesy. But, you know, I try to put the most energy towards those people because of the fact that they mean the most to me and I'm going to hold on to them the most. Because I see them every day. I have to interact with them. Blah, blah, blah. It's important to build quality relationships with your friends. It's it's tough sometimes, because you know you go into work and you don't feel good or you don't necessarily want to interact with somebody because you're tired or you. But the fact is, like you don't, ex- what your podcast is s- similar. You don't know what people are are going through, right? And so. Having a positive interaction. Hey, bird. Um, they look a little excited, and I'm, I don't know about that. Uh, They're fucking in your palm tree. Something's right going on, man, and it doesn't look right. But, uh, yeah, you don't always feel like, you know, you're having a good day, but you want to, you don't want to be a drag, right? Right, so, in a way, you take small segments of interactions and you don't know. You don't know if that interaction helped that person one day. You know what I'm saying? So You never know. The smallest moments could sometimes make the biggest difference in someone else's life. Correct. Which is hard to which is hard to really talk about. You can definitely think about some of the moments in your life that have made a huge difference though you know sometimes there's a conversation that'll stick with you years later I've had them you know there's been moments even with homeless people that really stuck with me just for this one second this uh this old old homeless dude on Riverside one time I was walking by it was like I think it was uh Park Parker Parker Road in Riverside there's this uh parking lot there there's like a laundromat and he said, you, you got any change? And I started singing some Rolling Stones. And I was like, you can't always get what you want. So you didn't give him change. You can't always get what you want. That's and trash. He, he got, trash, Trevor. He, he, he got so caught up. Man Don't interrupt my story. Change, change. Trevor. My hand, my hand. So, so he got so caught up in the song. He started singing along and sung the whole song with me. And we just sang that song together. And that was probably the happiest moment of his day. Which... Even a dollar couldn't buy that that price of happiness. Couldn't buy that. And wow. That was, you know, wow. So it's, <laughs> however, a it's dollar moments. could have bought if I more happiness. At least a little star. So, <laughs> and what kind of things uh, are you motivated by? What dude, kind of stuff mundane bullshit. Forty days a week. I'm almost Money. peeing. I'm so motivated here. Okay, Money by your speech. Everything. It gives me the. It gives me the sort of motivation to be like all right well i worked hard for you realize i'm not gonna share this podcast with your bosses you don't have to kiss up to them when you're not at work no 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 i'm gonna tell you one thing you're motivated by because you showed that and i think that's cool you're motivated by your friends right i think that's awesome yeah so if if you want to talk about that um yeah i'm moving want to talk about that um yeah i'm motivated by my friends because the fact that i want them to think of me as being okay or successful in a way you know what i mean like i want them just to be like well he's doing fine i don't want them to worry about the fact that i'm under a bridge with a needle in your arm correct or, you know, I can see them, 
going uh, and having dinner with their parents and being like, all right, uh, so how's Garrett doing? You know what I mean? And they're having to sort of lie for me to say, oh, Garrett's doing fine. He's doing great. You know, I don't ever want that to be something. (coughs) Rehab! And then, you know, just slips out. I don't want it. I I don't want that. So, you know, I really... So that motivates you to do better in your life and to overcome the challenges you face. Um, so when I was when I was like nineteen, twenty last year, <laughs> I'm thirty. <laughs> when I was around nineteen, um, I just wasn't in a great place. Um, all my friends were um, going to college. I just wasn't taken off. I just was in a bad place and you know everybody is in a bad place everybody gets in a bad place where they're stuck in a rut and they can't envision the light at the end of the tunnel yeah so you know I just decided that you know I wanted to do something that I felt um, you know people would find respectable so I knew that I couldn't go to college because I'm stupid I disagree. Well, anyways, book. So stupid, I stupid, just stupid. considered myself to not be. It just as comes down to having self-discipline to do the work. That's what's redundant. Yeah, redundant. Self-discipline and, and intelligence. You didn't have to say nothing. Not the same thing. Pizza Hut. No, no, no. A respectful job, in my opinion, at the time, was to be an auto mechanic. I'd want to be. I was like, it's pretty dope. People fucking they. They're like, yeah. They take, will always your, need that. They yeah. always need that. So I was like, I can do that. So I went to I went to auto trade school to become a mecha- mechanic. Nice. And uh, I didn't learn anything. How do you change the oil? You just unplug the the hole and then you put it back in and you put oil in. That's it. First, you gotta check with the dipstick. No, you don't. If they want it changed, you just unplug it. I just meant it for Letter. personal maintenance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so what happened after that? So I became an auto mechanic. I took the first job that um, that came to me. Yeah. Seven twenty-five an hour. Wow. They really pay them a lot these days. Right? Right? Is that crazy? Seven you seven twenty-five? You should have you should have gone up a level to McDonald's and, and made seven fifty. I right? I could make more money flipping burgers inside. With less inside. work. With less work, yes. But I felt, it's in my opinion... An honorable profession. An honorable profession. Yeah. And that's why I did it. I didn't yeah. do it because I wanted to do it. I did it because of the fact that I thought my friends would see that and they would say, Garrett's doing okay. So that's why I did it. And I hung with it for five years. I think five years. Maybe did you get some days. raises in that time? Yeah. So when I started, I started as a lube tech. Um, I was just changing oil. Now, I'm very good at networking. Mm-hmm. I can make friends with anybody. I may not like you, but I'll make friends with you. And so eventually... I networked up into the point where I somehow became shop foreman of a... Wow. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? 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 Now, <laughs> shop foreman doesn't make that much money either. So I made... Th- th- $8.75. $13.25. That's a little better. And that was respectable for, for me. Right. At that point. Not going to school, making seven twenty five. Yeah. Basically getting a... Double what I was getting. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to give a shout-out to Rex Thompson. Rex Thompson. Okay, we're going to delete that. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Rex Thompson because... He didn't have to. Didn't have to reciprocate the fact that I was unhappy with my profession. Didn't have to say, hey, let me help you out. And he did. And uh, I applied for the job I'm at right now and I got it. I remember the day you walked in. <laughs> and it was 
a, a brilliant moment, wasn't it? You're like, look at this dude. Look how, look how handsome. There was this guy is. There was almost this. Can you um? Can you see? Can everybody see how handsome you know, this guy is? Heads whipped around like an auto accident. Can 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 you can 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 you see? Can, can you see? It was. can barely describe it the almost nimbus yellow glow above your head trevor was standing with his microphone discussing ad policy to said advertiser and he he saw me and was like this guy's gonna be a star i said this is this is definitely the first one to quit Shit. It is it is good that you're motivated by your friends. In fact, that uh, yeah, is, I can't ever get to a point where I can't ever get to a like a. It's fine to the point. We might have to like go for like two hours. I'm just, before I'm this just happens. no. I'm just gonna put in you know Rick and Morty quotes in between and fill in your answers. But look, so I think it's is dope. You're motivated by your friends because this definitely ties in with a lot of the themes, right? One of the themes that I talked about a couple of podcasts ago before uh, the Ulrich interview is how what are some of the reasons why one would do self-betterment, self-improvement like why should we give a damn about like improving ourselves and a lot of times we have such a low opinion of ourselves. you know it's hard, we may not be manic depressive we may not have like serious life threatening issues, we just may not have a really good opinion of ourselves. you know we all struggle with that or parts of ourselves. we may like not really think too highly of right, things that we've done or parts of our social life. And so when we think about, why should I try? I'm a piece of shit, right? Why should I even try to do better at all? Well, then we think about our family. We think about our friends. And if you have kids, maybe you think about your child and say, you know what? That person has made it worth it to me to just try to be a better human being, right? That's a good reason to do things. Yeah. Um, so props. Yeah. Um, I just talked to my dad recently about... The fact that I'm a one of two. My dad had me first and then had my brother Grant uh, second. And how my brother's perception of me is way different than, than how my life actually is. It's really, it's really strange. So like... Um, how does dad, he perceive you? So my dad was like, Garrett... Grant thinks you're this ultra successful rich person and I'm like cool for one for your sibling to think of you that way what do I sign the autograph (laughs) two two that's not how life is and my dad was like so like don't reach out to Grant tell me some things that you learned because obviously you're a little bit older and sort of you've had some growing pains within because I think we're about eight years apart oh yeah and I think what he said he said that uh give me some sort of talking points with Grant um well one I'm not super successful um two I don't I'm not rich uh three I don't love my job <laughs> but the thing is is like you have to sort of create a routine where you do the 9 to 5 you just make little improvements within that routine to sort of improve your overall happiness to optimize it right um I think um, Drew Brees just heard this recently. Drew Brees, he um, he's a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He uh, he basically said, if you want to win, you break the season up into four quarters, and if you if you can win three of those four quarters, you're going to the playoffs. And so, for anybody who doesn't understand football or anything. NFL season is 16 games. If you can break up a season into four parts, so that's four games t- 
times four, that's 16. If you can win three out of those four quarters, you're going to the playoffs. And so it's stupid to sort of put it into sports references. But no, it's good. It's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I but, like sports references. But yeah, that's how I look at it, which is like, you know, you may be losing right now. Like you may be fucking up and you may be not doing so well, but that's like one of four games. Just the end of the first quarter. Yeah, it's one of four games. So it's like four months. You know what I'm saying? You're fucking up. But if you can like realize that you're not doing so well, better it, and then sort of turn that around, win the next two games, or win, like just win the next two months, or you know what I'm saying, just win a yeah. little bit more. Like if you can piece that together and get up until the 16th game or at least like the 12th month of the year and sort of just hit the mark on at least 8 out of 16 you're building it's great you're building you're building a better person one brick at a time exactly and so Grant if you're listening build it up buddy that's how you do it build it up buddy that's a that's a great analogy, you know. My my chosen sport is basketball. I love that. That's a great analogy, and uh, I agree with that. I think sometimes what is really really difficult for people is to get caught up in the immediate moment. It seems like the world's gonna end, right? Let's 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 talk dating. Let's talk about romance. Now on the love line, dial one eight hundred. No, um, a lot continue of t- <laughs> that. Continue. I love that. A lot of times people right. Okay, I have a girlfriend. She breaks up with me, you know, four years ago, right? I, I felt I felt you, really devastated. You did. This happened to you I four years ago. I felt really devastated, uh, and it felt like the end of the world, right? But the thing is, is that it was my mind tricking me, or my heart tricking my mind, because when I felt so devastated, it was in those short moments, right, the first quarter or whatever. It was it was so hard to deal with everyday life because I felt so devastated that this had ended this amazing connection with this person we had these great memories together right all this kind of stuff and she even had a daughter I got to know who drew a picture of us as a family like it got, oh shit it got like deep right so <laughs> it's hard so I, I'm not laughing at that I'm just laughing at the fact that I can see the picture in my mind and it's like. I used, to, you, I used to. How have, did they draw you? It, it just is a stick figure. So okay. the thing is, is we we fool ourselves into believing things are worse than they are because our emotions get so high, our blood pressure raises. We think that it's all going to end, the world's going to end because this happened. But the thing is, is that you know, in all reality, time passes. We learn to cope. Scars heal. We get stronger. Or we become codependent upon these experiences to justify us living in bad emotional cycles. Ideally, the former and not the latter. But that's the thing, right? I love that analogy because the thing is, in the long run, as long as we keep our aim true, right, it works out. You know, this is one of the first times when I had the opportunity to kind of use, I guess, my own advice to help myself out. And I was like, wait, Trevor, what do you tell other, other people you're trying to help out? Oh, that, you know... This is just a cycle emotionally that you're stuck in, right? The whole disbelief, the anger, the feeling of helplessness, the grief, the regret, no regrets. And so, but what happens? Yeah, okay, Trevor. What happens? It's the full cycle. You come back to zero eventually, even out, you become ready to get out in the world, you date other people, and you get into a new relationship. But what happens when that relationship ends? Right? The same thing. Full circle. You get into this mindset. You're so attached to this perspective. This one person is like, you're all, you're everything. But really, there's other people out there. Maybe even better. You don't know until you explore. But the whole idea is that we have to keep our eye on the goal. we got to keep ourselves focused and realize that even in the short term, when stuff seems like it's going to be really bad, we just get through it one foot in front of the other. Right. I think, keep going. Because ultimately, our self-image of ourself is really what determines our ability to succeed in life, you know? Right. And how we feel and think about ourselves also determines our ability to have success with those goals that we are trying to get. One of the things I enjoy about you, one of Ooh, the reasons why we This have, is fucking interesting. We've been friends 
Uh, I'll tell you what you tell me what you enjoy about me, and I'll tell you what I enjoy about you. Go for it. You know how um, Donna Summers' name appears in the phone book. Donna Summers. How her name? When's the, la- when's the last time I looked at a phone book, Trevor? It appears Summers Donna. Let's stretch it out now. Summers Donna. Summer Donna. Oh, summer down now. Damn. Summer down now. That's interesting. Summer down now. That's funny. What I like about you, which is a great segue, um, unlike segue tours, uh, is that you are someone that is not reluctant to laugh. You get a kick out of life. You enjoy being able to let loose and laugh at life and circumstances, and that's fun to be around. Because a lot of times people, you know, for whatever reason, they, they get real closed off inside and they find it hard to let go and just laugh at life. But laughter is such a great medicine. They've done, you know, all kinds of studies on like how it helps us physically, biologically, but also emotionally. It really helps us out to have an even kill to get through the day. And uh, I really like that about you is that uh, it's fun and easy to laugh with you about life. Hell yeah, Trevor. <laughs> Is this uh, Jeff Foxworthy now? You might be a redneck if you have four cars in your driveway and only one that works. But that's that's what I've enjoyed about you, right? It's one of the things, you know, I've, I've gone through hell and back, right? And the, and the shit I've gone through in my life. Part of the reason why I wanted to do a podcast is because I've learned some stuff. I think other people can benefit uh, from hearing about. And one of those things is, you know what? Nurture that sense of humor. Right. Does the body good? Well, I mean, it's no good to be depressive and drag your feet through life. You know what I'm saying? Some people feel like they're helpless and that's how they are. And, you know, I want to help them out too. It is a choice in what you dwell and focus on. So, I want to ask you something. Yeah. Why do you find it so, so I mean, you can make your money, you could do your own thing, mm-hmm. doing so many other things. Why do you feel like it's your destiny, if you will, to sort of help other people? So, a lot of people, they can go through some fucked up situations. This is all real talk. No sugarcoating. And what do they learn from that? You know, let's look at Eminem. What did he learn from that, Right. You learn the world's a, a messed up place, get yours before they get mine, right? If you listen to his raps, that's kind of a consistent theme. I mean, you know, we can go into details about how, you know, recovery was more positive, but I mean, just on a general thematic thing, you know, someone in that position that has had, you know, family abuse, that's had drugs, that's had a lot of stuff that has come up, that have had overcome to achieve, achieve success. A lot of times people get stuck in the cycle and they feel like they can only get ahead by just becoming someone else that perpetuates that same cycle in some other family member's life, like their children or some other crap like that. And that sucks. I've managed to break those cycles in my life, and that's something that sometimes doesn't happen for generations upon generations of families. And I feel very lucky that for whatever reason, I've had the catalysts that have shaken me out of this hypnosis of the learned behavior you know, that we learn from our circumstances, our parents, situations, as a youth, uh, to show us what the value of life is or how things are. You know, you should respond to this situation in this way because this is just how shit is, right? We identify with things like that as a, as a young person that create our value systems later on in life, but we don't seek to re-examine them. I was constantly re-examining. I didn't trust anything. I was like, this shit kind of sucks. What else is there? And so I started being really curious. And it really allowed me to open my mind and my heart and to kind of say, okay, so I can actually have a choice on who I am. And that one ability to see that choice is something I've seen so many people that I know and that I don't know in movies and in real life go their entire life never seeing that one thing, that there is a choice to be happy, to choose what we focus on, to feel good, to live a better life. I want to give that to other people because I want to be that person for others that I wish I knew when I was going through some major shit in my life. See, and that's 
that that right there, Trevor, that's what people want to hear. That's what people want to hear. Are you their representative? You're yes. speaking for yeah. we the people? We the people of Garrett Scott. I want to hear that <laughs> shit. Ulrich, if you're listening. Garrett, listen. Uh, I've really enjoyed this, this interview. Uh, just, you know, as an FYI, uh, we didn't have any plan for this. We didn't even really talk about what we were going to talk about. This is all really very authentic, off the dome. And uh, if you have any suggestions going forward on topics you'd like to see covered, or friends of yours may suggest things, definitely open to exploring things and, you know, doing what we can to help. But thank you so much, Mr. Scott, for your time and your perspective. This wraps up another podcast episode of Winning with Trevor. May your week be successful. And may you continue to win in all ways possible. My goodness. It means seeing your flaws, accepting them, and realizing I can do better. So these are just a few thoughts to think about on this podcast. This is Winning with Trevor, signing off. I appreciate your ears, your minds, and the time that you spend contemplating how you can be successful.